when we opened up in Matthew, Jesus was on the mount, and this is called the Sermon on the Mount, chapters 5, 6, and 7. And what he started out was so radically different from anything that they have known. And, and they were raised as a Jew. They, they did what the Pharisees told them. And now this man is coming. And what he's saying is radically different than what he said, what, what the Pharisees said. The Pharisees looked at outward things. And Jesus came and he says, let's look at inward things. And he, we talked about these eight things. Blessed is the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the gentle. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are those who have been persecuted. And we said that all of these were looking in and that, that basically what Jesus was saying was you're not citizens of this world, but you're citizens of another world. And in verse 20, he said a marked difference. He says, unless you, your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you can't enter the kingdom of heaven. And then Art led us on some personal relationships that we had. He talked about murder. But he said, don't even hate. He talked about committing adultery, but he said, don't even lust in your heart. He talked about divorce, and we passed that one because there's going to be a big uh, section on divorce later on in Matthew. Then he talked about don't make false vows, you know. And Jesus said, let your yes be yes and your nays be nay. So that brings us to verse 38. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist an evil person. But whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other to him also. If anyone wants to be sure, sue you and take your shirt let him have your coat also. Whoever forces you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to him who asks you, and do not turn away from him who wants to borrow from you. This is total, total radical thinking. And you fast forward these 2,000 years, it's still radical thinking. Um, we in Exodus 21 you don't have to turn there but uh, we, we talked about this when we were there um, that what, what, what Jesus um, said uh, he said um, if a man struggles with each 
other and strikes a woman and a child with child and she gives birth prematurely, yet there's no injury that surely be fine as the husband demands. But if there's further injury, then you shall appoint a penalty for life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, and bruise for bruise. And, and that's what Moses told them. And this idea is, um, is retaliation, the law of retaliation. And what Moses said um, was fair <laughs> in that they didn't want to take retaliation too far. Um, just, just, just do what you need to do. But Jesus came along and he says, But I say to you, do not resist an evil person. But whoever slaps you on the right cheek, turn the other to him. Now, we understand that, and yet it would take a lot of grit and grace for most of us to be slapped and not do anything about it. <coughs> you don't all have to answer. <coughs> but... <clears throat> this day and time you need to put common sense to stuff we hear a lot in the, in the news about these high profile people that abuse their wives it's not what Jesus is talking about here he said in Ephesians, So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. And he who loves his own wife loves himself. It's so important that we teach our children, our young ladies in particular, to marry the right man. It makes a difference who you marry. We'll pause for station identification. Somebody said one time that unless a man is in diapers, you can't change him. So you need to, you need to you need to see what's, what's going on before you get there. So, that's not original with me, Cleveland. Okay. So, Jesus said, you know, if they slap you, turn your right cheek and go to it. He says it. this law in the Old Testament prevented people from taking personal revenge but Jesus replaced the law with an attitude how many times how many times have we said it attitude is everything 
Psychologists tell us that violence is born of weakness, not of strength. It is the weak man who thinks only of himself and hurts others to protect himself. So what Jesus is saying here, you know, be kind, be loving. Um, he uses uh, two more things here that, you know, they basically, they didn't have a clothes closet like we do. They had what they had on. They had on a tunic, which was a, a garment that was worn next to their body. My text calls it a shirt. And then they had an outer cloak, which at night they used for cover to keep them warm. And he says, if they, if they want it, if they want your shirt, give him your coat. You know. And then we were came in this time in history where the Romans were there and the Romans could could uh, ask a guy to take his armor with him and whatever else he had and walk with him a mile, pack it a mile. Jesus said, if they ask you to go a mile, you go too. Verse 41, whoever forces you to go one mile, go with him too. Verse 42, give to him who asks of you and do not turn away from him who wants to borrow from you. Hold your finger there and turn to First Peter. It's right, right after Hebrews, right before, right before John. First Peter two. First Peter two, beginning with verse twenty-one. Christ, our example. Verse Peter two, verse twenty-one. For you have been called for this purpose. Since Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example for you to follow in his steps, who committed no sin, nor was any deceit found in his mouth. And while being reviled, he did not revile in return. While suffering, he uttered no <laughs> threats, but kept entrusting himself to him who judges rightly. And he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. For by his wounds you are healed. For you were constantly straying like sheep, but now you have returned to the shepherd and the guardian of your soul. Verse 24, again. He himself bore our sins in the body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live in righteousness. For by his wounds we are healed. Back to Matthew 5. The little bracelets we wore at one time 
WWJD? What would Jesus do? He would be kind and loving in everything. Verse 43. You've heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Verse 46. And if you have love for those who love you, what reward do you have? At my home church, a long, long time ago, there was a incident that happened in community. And our pastor was caught up in this, not because of anything he shouldn't have done, but something that he did. And there was a a massive hate campaign against the man. And so much that he had to leave. And he was my friend. And it hurt me. And I was very upset. And I didn't like anybody. <laughs> so much. I told Velta I was going to start my own church out in the pine trees. Well, we got a interim pastor from the seminary, Mike uh, Malcolm Talbert. He was a New Testament professor. And his first Sunday in the pulpit there, he walked to the pulpit. He didn't read any scripture, but this is what he said. He says, it doesn't take a thimble full of the grace of God to love somebody that loves you. And I didn't hear anything else the rest of the service. But the Lord and I had to do some business. Because... I had let this incident and what happened at bitterness and I come back to what Malcolm said which is echo in this 46 verse 46 verse here if you love those who love you what reward do you have and I never will forget that it doesn't take a thimble full of the grace of God to love somebody that loves you. We all come from different places and different backgrounds. We Velta learned in Bible school that it's a statement we are what we have been becoming. 
the family we were born into, how we were raised, who we married, all of those things make us who we are today, circumstances and everything else. We are what we have been becoming. Say it a different way, a little bit different slant. You've heard me say before that I'm in front of you today, but I stand on the on the shoulders of two grandfathers and a dad who loved the Lord and taught me to. <coughs> so when Jesus came here, this is marked difference. Verse 44, I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may may be sons of your Father who is in heaven, who causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. What Jesus is saying here that the Heavenly Father is not a... is He doesn't play favorites. He says... The sun rises on the good and the evil. And it rains on the righteous and the unrighteous. He doesn't pick and choose. God loves them just like that. I'll be glad when we get through with this because I won't be so convicted of everything I read. <laughs> Verse 47, if you greet your brothers, if you only greet your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Excuse me. If you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same. This is Jesus talking to his Jewish brothers. It's easy to love you here, you know. Maybe a few of you. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm teasing. I love you. I love you. But when you get out in the world, it's a little bit different. You know? Have you watched TV listen, right, uh, recently? You know? Verse 48. Therefore... You are to be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. There's a lot written about this word perfect. Um, it's not perfect in the sense that you and I are perfect as our Lord is perfect because that'll never happen. <clears throat> but what he's saying is that you're complete in Christ and your completeness has made you different. It also says you're mature. You don't you don't fly off at the handle, so to speak. Um, you're where you need to be as God's child.
kindness is an attribute we need to have. This is totally different than what the Pharisees have been preaching. And it fits us today. Chapter 6. Beware of practicing your righteousness before men to be noticed by them. Otherwise, you have no reward with your Father who is in heaven. So when you give to the poor, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogue and in the streets so that they may be honored by men. Truly I say to you, they have their full reward. But when you give to the poor, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving will be in secret and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. I'm very grateful that you and our church is a giving church. If a need is known, pretty much we meet it. When we had budget discussion a few weeks ago in here, it was pointed out that our mission in our, in our budget, we tithe, but that doesn't include World Hunger, Lottie Moon, Annie, all, all these special offerings. And we pretty much meet the goals that have been set every time. And then there's myriad of other little things that happen, you know. Um, we give, this class gives $75 every month to the children's ministry here at the church. I'm right, right, Mac? Okay. And uh, talking to Carson one day, I might have told you this. She says 4G means for generous. That put a smile on my face because I thank you for being generous. And yet we don't make a we don't make a lot of fanfare fair about it. Uh, we just do what we need to do. But the Pharisees were making a spectacle of it. Look what I've done. Look what I've done. Psalms tells us that he owns the cattle on the thousand hills and the wealth in every mine. And we're simply stewards of what he has. And, and when we leave this earth, we don't have anything. And I'm sorry to say that sometimes when we leave the earth and leave our children a coin or two, that causes problems sometimes. Because somebody didn't treat me fairly. <clears throat> 
we thank the Lord for the opportunity to earn and the opportunity to, to have money. But we give our tithes and we give our offerings. And as the New Testament doesn't talk about tithe, but he talks about as God has blessed you, bring it. As God has blessed you, bring it. So you give, but you give for one reason, and that's to order, honor the Lord, and you do it between you and the Lord. You don't brag about what you've done. Now, if I give to USC a bunch of money, they'll put my name on a building. You won't see that. <laughs> but, but in church, this, what Jesus said, what you do, you do it privately. Giving. Verse 5, chapter 6. And when you pray, you're not to be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that they may be seen by men. Truly I say to you, they have their reward. But you, contrast again, when you pray, go into the inner room, close your door, pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Just like Jesus is contrasting what the, what the Pharisees and the, those that considered them righteous with, with giving, he's done the same thing here. Uh, we have other scriptures that tells us, you know, um, you know, that they stood on the corner and, and this fellow and prayed for people to see. And the other guy said, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. Go into your inner room, close your door, and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Uh, a couple of years ago, uh, we had the Hendricks brothers... Uh, produced the movie War Room. And uh, I looked at a clip last night of, of War Room. Um, and Miss Clara's praying, you know, and she went into her closet and prayed. And that's what turned this couple around was praying specifically for needs in her private room. Private room. Verse 7. And when you pray, do not use meanless repetition as the Gentiles do, for they suppose that they will be heard for their many words. 
I heard someone in some say this one time. <laughs> I know it's not true in every case. But when you hear somebody pray and they go on and they go on and they go on, probably the fact is they haven't prayed in a while. We need to ask the Lord every day and we need to stop start with thanksgiving for what he's done don't do just meanness repetition verse 8 so do not be like them for your father knows what you need before you ask him but Luke tells us that we don't have because we hadn't asked. We, he knows what we need, but he wants us to ask. We, he wants us to understand where our blessings come from. And so therefore we pray. Just like the lady in Elijah's day, she prayed. I don't know where it's going to come from, Lord. I've just got this last little bit. And Elijah was there and says, make me something to eat. And she said, well, I've just got this little bit of oil and a little bit of flour. He, he said, fix me something. And the oil didn't run out and the flour didn't run out. Just in time. I, we get so balled up in our praying sometimes and what we want, and, um, and yet the Lord knows it. We need to ask him. We need to continue to ask him. And don't be surprised when it happens. Or maybe it won't happen. It could happen because not happen because we've got sin in our life. It might not happen because uh, we're praying for the wrong thing. And it may not happen because the Lord says, not now, Bill, but later. Healing is a lot like that. We have an ultimate healing. And yet we don't want to pray for that ultimate healing. Jack Hayford said one time, why do we get upset when the Lord gives a believer our early trip to glory? And yet that's not what we want. And yet all of our <clears throat> loved ones who have gone before us, we all know that they're in a much better place. Doing, I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine what heaven is. <laughs> Jesus didn't leave us without a model. So in verse 9 through verse 13, he told us how to pray. Pray then this way. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth 
as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And he starts off acknowledging who God is. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Precious, holy is your name. Your kingdom come. It's our responsibility to bring those to the kingdom, starting in our own family. And your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He is the controller of all things. Give us this day our daily bread. Not next week, not next, next month, not enough for next week or not enough for next month, but give it to us daily. I imagine we all are going to eat leftovers today. So the Lord has provided. As we also have forgiven our debtors. And then we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and do not lead us into temptation. He doesn't. He's not the author <coughs> of temptation, excuse me. But deliver us from that evil. Verse 14. For if you forgive others for their transgression, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive your transgressions. Forgiveness. I got to quit. We'll pick up there next week. Forgiveness is... Forgiveness is something that we all need to practice a lot, and yet we won't others people's forgiveness but sometimes we're stingy in giving our own forgiveness we'll pick up here next week the radical difference between what the Jews we've been taught and what Jesus came on the scene and did Lord Jesus we thank you for this time we thank you for all you are to us we ask that you to continue to bless us be with Pastor Bobby as he preaches today be with every prayer prayed, every, every note sung, every word mentioned. And Father, we thank you. Help us to be like you. Help us to be forgiving and loving in everything we say and do. And Father, it's tough sometimes, but let us walk the second mile and do the things that are uncomfortable for us to do just to show the world who we are. We thank you. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen.